Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here for the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking all about the launch of Star. Now we've got a lot more information on it, which is going to be coming soon to Europe. We'll be talking about the Mighty Ducks, we'll be talking about Foodtastic and a lot more. But, um, just to say, before we go any further, make sure you do go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. You can also find us on audio platforms, uh, etc. And yeah, so I mean... Tons of stuff come out um, today. Before we get into the star stuff, I just want to ask um, James. We saw the Mighty Ducks trailer this week, and I know you're obviously a big um, hockey fan. What did you think of this new trailer? I enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, it was, it was a minute long, so we didn't really get to see too much. Uh, didn't really learn anything new, but it was good to see you know the visual style they were going for. Get to see Emilio Estevez again. Mm. Um, yeah, I, the trailer doesn't really reveal anything that we didn't already know. So, same comments as before. Yeah, I mean, what's got me really with that one was, I mean, we're getting it March the 26th. So, there's going to be 10 episodes. So, that will slide us probably into early May. Because, well, I'm, I'm assuming we're going weekly on this one. I mean, there was no confirmation, but I always go weekly unless proven otherwise. Um, but I thought, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. That will that'll see us right through. Um, I was just like, it's exactly what we need. I, I personally would have loved that to have dropped around now to kind of complement WandaVision. But it's it was just nice. This is kind of one of those things of, I'm kind of coming to it quite open because looks, we only watched the Mighty Ducks movie and we only watched it last year uh, for one of our uh, retro club reviews. And I'd never seen it before. So I've got no attachment to this series in the slightest. I've not seen the sequels. Not, I've got no... So if I'm coming in completely blind. I know who he is now, obviously, because I haven't seen the movie. But I, in some ways, that makes it easier for me because I'm not I haven't got the nostalgia goggles on this one, which I think a lot of people might have. Yeah, although to be fair, you really only need the first movie. The second movie was basically the first movie again, but now they're doing an international tournament. And the third movie, they went out to high school, so Emilio Estevez is, is barely even in that one. Yeah, um, and and I do like the idea of the ducks the underdog ducks turning into the powerhouse team and yeah. becoming the antagonist of the series and it makes sense with that um rise of power that they had you know the overcoming the hawks in the first movie and then winning an international tournament in the second of course mm -hmm. uh, they're going to attract like the hardcore talent and the hardcore talent is going to take it seriously and want to win at all costs so now we have uh someone taking down the ducks and apparently emilio estevez helping them out um, I think, although, although not shown in the trailer, we can expect some other characters to show up. Uh, but I think if you've seen the first movie, you're probably going to be able to recognize those characters. I'd be a bit surprised if they pulled in some of the, like the three or four new characters they added for for episode. Yeah. Uh, sorry, movie two. Yeah, no, it's it is. Um, I just thought it's like, I it was, I think it's exactly what we needed because. While there's a, they've obviously announced so much stuff that's going to be coming this year, kind of off the January-February lineup, it's still feeling a little bit lighter. Because um, if you take uh, One Division of uh, Flora, that's pretty much the only really proper Disney Plus originals we've had for like two months because some of the other stuff like, you know, has been, has been, has been quite sort of short, just to say. Um, so I've, I was in, intrigued about it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to us having um, a Disney Plus original drama series that you know maybe not necessarily if it's, it, it's, it's can't quite get what the tone is because it doesn't look like it's it looks like it's more done from 
Lauren's point of view rather than from the kids. I don't know if that's they might do that different when the when the TV show kicks in. I would be a bit surprised if they stuck with the adults as the main characters, but I think that that's meant as the the in to the series because all the people who grew up with Mighty Ducks are now, of course, adults themselves. Mm. Uh, so they're going to want the adult viewpoint going into it. But the the draw of the series is the kids' antics more than anything. Yeah. But that's what made the first movie good. You had the Emilio Estevez side of things where adults could be like, oh, this is the... Yeah the guy who could never get over being the high school star or the middle school um, star and look at him now, but then also uh, look at these ragtag kids. No one's ever given them a chance at anything. And now they're finally getting a chance to shine. So I expect they'll probably do the same with the series. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I think it's going to be about hitting about the right time um, for March, just kind of give us some, something interesting and fun to watch to go alongside the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we're going to have, have plenty to talk about them. Um, also this week, we had um, a brand new announcement of a new series that's called um, Foodtastic. And it's going to be uh, presented by, and it's also executive produced by um, Kiki Palmer, who is one of the voices of, of the Proud family, Louder and Prouder, which is also going to be coming soon to Disney+. Plus. Um, it's an 11-episode series starting production later this week, so it's already begun, and it's set to come to Disney Plus later on, where three teams of food artists transform iconic characters into extravagant masterpieces that tell a story from Disney's legacy IP. These food sculptures will then be judged purely on the design, technical skill, and narrative, not by their taste, with unused food from each competition being donated to local food banks. Uh, what did you think when you heard of this? I honestly didn't really understand it very much. Uh, so I get the idea that they're doing food sculptures mm. and we've seen food sculptures before. And I, I, I believe even a couple of times I've been to the parks and like over at uh, like the Epcot pavilion mm. or something, they'll have like the chocolate um, yeah. where, where they'll have formed some scenes from classic movies out of chocolate. So mm. I get the idea of it. I don't really get the appeal of it, but yeah. uh, I'm sure that there are plenty of people who, who will find this fascinating. Well, this kind of comes at me because there's a few, there used to be a, um, a show over here as well. Um, Chucky Wucky Duda, um, which is a, a, it was a, a chocolate store in Brighton, which used to make very big, very extravagant chocolate cakes. And they used to do it. They used to follow them, making them and designing them and all the rest of it. And they were f amazing absolutely amazing um i think the question for me is this whole thing of it doesn't matter what they taste like because i'm used to kind of the great british bake-off where they have to do the big show stopper at the end they have to do something extravagant but the taste is just as important as how it looks so i kind of look at it and go well, if you're not worried about what taste it is it's like they're just going to use as much glue as humanly possible to, to make it i i was gonna i was gonna suggest fondant probably mm. i'm probably mispronouncing that but you know like that yeah. that thing that they use to print um like actual yeah. pictures on cake and stuff so still edible but doesn't matter how it tastes uh, yeah yeah that that kind of stuck out to me too it was like no it, it's food it, sure yeah. it's i'm sure it's going to look gorgeous the pictures that they they included with it uh or at least that are in the article they look they were tasty just, but well, they, yeah. they were just the presenters that was just the presenters that were yeah. in it. um i because they've gotten a couple of um judges that are quite interesting I'll be honest, my initial thought was along the lines of this is what we were expecting more of this year. Yes. Um, quick turnaround reality TV shows, which they can do much quicker, much faster, fill out the Disney Plus library a little bit. 
I mean, I know some people were bringing up like be our chef is like is that thing. And I look at this again. Now this is entirely a different thing. Um, you know, you think of how many cookery shows are on TV. There are hundreds. They're, you know, they're all very. I mean, some of them are. There's not even any differences between them. But this is a very different um, idea to the be our chef one. I'm hoping we get to see adults taking part instead of, or even, or just like the Lego Masters where they've got like the combination of a kid and an adult. Um, if you've just got kids, it, it the whole tone just changes overnight, doesn't it? I kind of have a hard time picturing kid food artists or at least kid food artists that you would want to watch make anything. Uh, so I was kind of assuming that we're going to get adults here uh, as the contestants because it doesn't mention uh, kids at all, does it? Yeah. I mean, you can get like a stick figure goofy. I mean, mm. the, the kids would obviously be better at doing it than I am, but yeah. does that necessarily mean I'd be entertained by watching kids making a really bad mock-up of, I don't know, a scene from Aladdin or something like that. Not really. Well, I, it's, it's kind of a catch too. It's like on one hand, it's like, are they going to, will they go that route or are they looking at it going, they now know that they need, if it's fun enough, kids will watch it. That's the thing. If kids will watch adults doing it, but it's almost that weird thing of, I don't think adults, I mean, you know, we have things like junior bake off and all that and people will watch it, but it's never at the same level that um, when the adults are doing it. So there was no mention of kids in the press release, which generally the last few times when they've done it, they've been very open about that. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be um, interesting how this works. But I did look at it and go, this is exactly what we were expecting more of, more reality filled. Because it's been, I mean, all they've announced really coming up is a lot of drama. Um, so, you know, I expect the documentary and the reality teams are really going to step up with stuff like this. Yeah, they just won't announce it as far in advance for the mm. most part. Because they, they know that while this is easy to produce, it's also not likely to to drive a whole lot of uh excitement and, and buzz about disney plus mm. it's it's the dessert that goes with winter soldier yeah. and, and stuff like that you you know you're here for wandavision you're here for mandalorian but here you go ha- have these guys you know making mm. some famous scenes out of cake and glue yeah i mean uh, when i sat there thinking last i was watching pooch perfect for like 10 minutes and why am i watching people just grooming dogs you know these kind of shows are on all the time and you you know um yeah it's it's just interesting to see how all of this works out so that one that one looks pretty fun always nice to have this stuff coming in um let's now talk about the big one so this past week disney um announced a ton of information about star coming to disney plus now i'll go over the basics now so this is going to be coming to uh disney plus in uh, canada australia new zealand It'll also be launching in Singapore at the same time when it launches that same day. The UK, Ireland, and then across Europe, France, Germany, Italy, etc. So this is a new sixth tier within Disney Plus. So when you've got your, you know, your Marvel, your Star Wars, your Pixar, then we're going to have Star. And when you activate it, when it launches on the 23rd, we're going to have some brand new parental controls. So you can set each account to a, a rating. So like 16 plus, 18 plus, uh, seven etc and so therefore it will restrict out anything that's under those ratings will not appear on those accounts you can set pin code so you've got a little more control of what's going on and within this star brand there is a lot of content from 20th century studios you've also got searchlight pictures you've got touchstone abc fx um the list alone um for the uk i think is about 350 titles for launch and there's going to be more 
Um, Australia and Canada were close to 500 titles. I mean, you can't, I mean, that's essentially um, half the content of on Disney Plus right now being doubled overnight. Um, and the plan is, is there to be about a thousand titles by the end of the year. So it's essentially doubling the amount of content available to us on Disney Plus. There is going to be a price rise um, of around about two pounds, two euros, two Australian dollars um, per month. So if you're a new subscriber, that will be kicking in from February the 21st. If you're not already a subscriber, you might want to jump in on that. If you're, if you're monthly and you want to get an annual pass, do it now, the next couple of weeks before it. You'll save some money because if you're an existing customer, from the middle of August, the price will then go up for everyone. So if you're on a monthly package, the price won't go up till August. Um, but if you're on an annual subscription, anytime I think you renew before the end of August, that's what will happen. So mine's going to be renewing in March when Disney Plus launched last year. So I should get the old price and get all of the new content. So they've, they've, they've kind of gone around it a little bit. I'm surprised they did it. I'm surprised they just didn't go all in, but they obviously didn't want any negative. They can kind of use that six month going, well, we're giving you a six month leeway. I mean, for me, that nearly works out great because I'll be paying the same price right through till next March. So that will keep everybody happy. But this list was enormous. I mean, 500 titles. Um, just to give an outline of some of the big ones. So there's, we're going to be getting star originals, which are essentially Disney Plus originals that they can release everywhere else internationally because they've not been released either on Hulu or FX or ABC. It's kind of funny them label them like this because it's essentially like all Disney Channel shows here are now originals because you can't see them anywhere else, but nevertheless. <laughs> um, star originals include Love, Victor, Big Sky, Solar Opposites, and Hellstrom. So those are the first four we're going to be getting. We don't yet know if this is going to be released weekly or monthly. I have reached out for um, clarification, but they've not um, confirmed what that is. So we're going to be getting about 35 of these series. Basically, anything that's on FX or Hulu that... Um, Disney are making, we will be then be getting them probably then as, as star originals. They confirm things like Dope Stick um, is something that we'll be getting as a star original. So the, those shows aren't available anywhere else. Then, I mean, the list of movies was just, I mean, we got Die Hard in there. Got Aliens and Predator movies. Quick note on some of these movies aren't available in the UK because they're already on other streaming platforms like Now TV. So there is going to be some more stuff like that later. But that's why the UK stuff had some things missing. We've got, you know, movies like Starship Troopers and Dude Where's My Car. I'm just picking out random ones here. You know, the Fever Pitch, the favourite from last year, Father of the Bride, Hitman movie. Um, we've got The Jewel of the Nile, Kingdom Come, Kingsman. We've got The Lady Killers, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, Logan. You know, we've got um, The Maze Hunter, uh, Metro, Moulin Rouge, we've got, uh, I'm just carrying on, the Planet of the Apes movies, we've got uh, Romance and Stone, The Rock, Con Air, uh, Sideways, you know, Shanghai Nights, uh, Starship Troopers, uh, what else have we got? Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, you know, that's a recent one. Uh, Walk the Line, we've got uh, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, we've got the X-Files movie, uh, wild. It's kind of funny because some of those, some of these movies, are listed on this website, but they've already some of them have been available on Disney Plus. And I think what they've started to do is some of the stuff that maybe didn't fit under the Disney banner is now being slid over onto Star. Things like 
um, some of the like a Photonar stars. You know, they're going to be shifting that one over under the star banner rather than keeping it under the Disney banner when you're searching through it. Um, but then you've got TV series. I mean, these are, this is an impressive lineup. Things like Lost, 24, Atlanta, Mixed Dish, you know, Revenge. You've got Sleepy Hollow, Station 19, Ugly Betty. You know, um, I mean, in some countries are even getting Walking Dead. You know, we're, you know it's, it's, it's an immense amount of, of content. Sometimes I think... I remember we're getting like 150 shows. So I think the UK is getting about 75 to begin with. An incredible amount of content arriving. As I said, there's going to be some regional differences, but um, disc, they put out a little like logo of a star with loads of shows in it. So when I'm going through trying to type it all out. Next thing, the email comes in with the full list. I'm like, whoa, there's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot. There's been a little bit of confusion, as I said, with the UK market going, why aren't we getting some of the some ones that everybody else is getting? And I think it's down to now, now TV, which have got some of those movies um, for the rest of the year. They might not necessarily be exclusive, but they might not be able to advertise them. You know, sometimes that can be the, the thing with them because there's a lot of shared exclusives. And there's some random things like Modern Family. We're only getting the first uh, like nine seasons, but some countries are getting all of them. Same thing like Grey's Anatomy. We think I think we're getting like up to fifteen, but the Netherlands are getting seventeen as well. So there's lots of different local deals in place, but an incredible lineup. Uh, the response to this um, from everybody outside of the US has been very positive. A few people was like saying about the price, but it very much quickly becomes along the lines of it's not affecting you right now, so therefore they're not upset. And also, whenever it comes up, usually there's about three or four people jumping in afterwards, going. Have you seen the amount of stuff they're giving us? <laughs> this is like, uh, you can't double the library overnight and they're charging us. And the price would have gone up a pound anyway. It was going up a pound even if the we hadn't. So it's essentially a, a pound a month to get all of this new content. And incredible. I mean, then we have the US, obviously, reaction to this, which is very opposite. The exact opposite. Because obviously, as you might expect, the US audience is not happy um, because we're getting a lot of stuff that they're not. And there's also a lot of stuff on this list that you'd be there going, well, this should be on Disney Plus anyway, I think. Um, uh, Josh did up an article for us um, highlighting about at least 80 movies and shows which are kind of rated like PG-13 and under that you would expect to have been on Disney Plus. But I think a lot of this is the fact that they can use this star banner to put things that they maybe wouldn't want under the... I mean, they'd even put things like Rio, the Blue Sky Studios movies are being shifted under here in some regions as well. Seems a bit a bit odd. I I still kind of go with the idea that they want Disney to be a distinctive brand from everything else yeah. uh, and not mix things in together. But given the reaction internationally, it would not surprise me to find out that they they will eventually merge these in. But of course, there's also rights issues uh, in the states that don't exist internationally right now for a lot of these. Uh, particularly within their own brand of Hulu. Uh, a lot of yeah. them are stuck on there for now. So we'll see what happens. It's not the end of the story. Um, I, yeah. yeah, so <laughs> there's a few things as far as like the US audience is concerned. So obviously Hulu, but the, I think what a lot of people were also where it made me aware of was the lineup of stuff that we're getting from the 20th century and searchlight search is far superior to even what's on Hulu. The, the movie selection on Hulu is nowhere near this level. So it's not as if these, I mean, this might be happening to Hulu. They might, you know, this might be future announcements and all the rest of it. But there's a lot of stuff coming here via that line. 
So the Hulu argument doesn't even sometimes stack up because we're not they're not getting this. But this is what probably will Hulu will become. So the Hulu argument, from my perspective, isn't necessarily that it's on Hulu, therefore it won't be on Disney yeah. Plus or sh- or shouldn't be or uh, will eventually be. I think it's they're literally their hands are tied at mm. the moment. It's on the a lot of these shows and a lot of these. I want to say movies, but like you said, mm. Hulu doesn't actually have a lot of movies. Yeah, uh, and a lot of the stuff they have is not stuff you'd want to watch anyway. Uh, except, you know, maybe to make fun of with your, your friends, uh, you know, kind of mystery science theater yeah. it a bit, but they're under contract. They, they can't just jump them over. Yeah. The thing is, if I'm um, with Hulu is Comcast still owns 33% of the company. And there is a clause that they've got a contract that they made agreement to that Disney can run it because they own like 66% of it. And then in 2024, Disney can ask um, Comcast to sell it to them and they have to get a market value for it from an independent auditor. Or Comcast can ask Disney to buy them out. Either way, in 2024, somebody's, it's being purchased by Disney. So th- there's this kind of situation of Disney didn't want to make Hulu more valuable than it is because they're going to have to pay Comcast more money. So that's why we've not got it internationally was because there's no point growing the Hulu brand because then you're basically putting money into Comcast's pocket. So it's better off to use Star, which was an Indian um, network that 20th century um, Fox owned. And they've kind of, they've rebranded the TV channels last week here in the UK and across Europe. Kind of moved. They've been doing lots of reshuffling. They're doing the same down in Latin America. And so there's been a massive reshuffle there. So Hulu is essentially, there's so much contract, so many issues that's going on with Hulu. And they have, you know, they've got 30 million plus subscribers that's making money. I mean, it's still losing money, but it's, it's bringing money in. So they don't want to completely cut it off. Now, my thought is with Star. The information that's going to start coming in on Star is going to start giving them a lot of a lot of data. They're going to be probably finding out what we're watching. You know, they're going to be seeing what we watch, how we watch it. How does it affect the trending tab? How much watch time are, does the does this new content give us um what's the churn rate like does there's a lot less people unsubscribe not unsubscribing because it's not like well there's only the mandalorian i'll come back next year when you've got another show when it'll be like no there's hundreds of shows for adults as well as kids you know i'm sure that's going to have an impact you know what you know are the movies going to start having a bigger impact like the the they're going to have all of this data that's going to be coming in and i think that is going to help sort out the problem in America. Because if they see that data coming in, um, it's going to give them much more information to go, right, okay, this is this needs to happen in the US. Because I don't think this dual system of Hulu and Disney Plus can survive too much longer. Because you look at what HBO Max is doing, you look at what Comcast is doing, you look at what Netflix and Amazon, everybody else is going after the whole pie. And Disney have kind of got themselves in this thing where they've got free pies all going after different things. And I think strategically, they're going to need to do something with it. For us, they've got one platform. They're going after everything under that one thing. And as so many people kept going, well, this is the Netflix killer. This is the, this is the big blow that makes Disney Plus for us over internationally such a different service it goes from being the service that you have for your kids and for you to watch the you know the star wars and the marvel shows to oh no this is for me as well now you know i know so many of my friends and family members that once mandalorian was over that was the end of the app you know they're like well i haven't watched that for months 
there's nothing on there. Whereas Star will completely change that up. You know, just the Star Originals that they announced for February. You know, I literally turned to my wife and said, "Oh, there's two shows there that we're going to watch." You know, we've ca- that's we've we've done that with the right stuff. That was the only show we did that in um, from Disney Plus. It's going to have a massive impact. There is other, I think, other issues internationally that this does get them around. They need to put more local content on Disney Plus because of local restrictions. And we've got it here in uh, Europe. Canada and Australia are also doing something similar. They want more local content being made in their country, being put on streaming services to stop big American corporations coming in and wiping out. Because the general view is by the time you've got Disney, Netflix and Comcast, etc. coming in and taking over, all the small or any content in our countries would disappear. So they put these rules in place. It's much easier to take it, to have a show and buy a show or make one and chuck it under the star brand instead of putting it under that Disney logo. And that's what I think a lot of this is, is um, there was a, a, a new drama series in Spain. That's going to be a Disney plus original. We're going to see a show in dropping in May in the Netherlands about a football team. You're going to start seeing this content dropping. It's much easier to throw it in under the star brand than have one of their established names. You know, if it says, you know, Disney football club, it says a different message that if it's under star. Yeah. And again, not with the broken record going on though. Uh, all the countries have different um, rights and different contracts with a lot of these shows, which once they start getting those, you know, uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. Once they start, uh, falling off the contracts start finishing up they can standardize everything across the board both uh, within the states and internationally and so shows like that on the Netherlands football team yeah uh, it might be important to have it on Netherlands Disney plus but it would also allow them to negotiate to put it on other uh, other channels and promote it on those under the star or Hulu brand or whatever end up happening uh, 2024 and beyond give or take well we've really started seeing a lot more i mean latin america i think i've got like 70 disney plus originals um they're getting star plus as a separate app now so that's a bit different over there they're getting all the sports thrown in with it which i still think is a bad idea um but i do think i'm hoping with the more the local content we get more of it available but some of it is just restricted um they can also license stuff in different countries to kind of get them around that situation it's funny, you know, they've, they've been hiring all these different people and taking people on. And, and I think somebody headed over to um, Con Nest this week and they're going on about like creating local content and that's what they were doing. And going, uh, we've not seen any. And there's been one show in Italy that was a Disney Channel show they shifted over. So, and all these people going, oh, we've been doing all this. Like, yeah, but we've not seen any of it yet. You know, I'm sure there's going to be a flurry of content coming soon internationally that, um, and I hope it's where, I just wish they would just make them available for everyone. I would put subtitles on and just make it, but I don't know. It's a very weird thing. You know, you see all these different shows coming up of like, just make more stuff available. Give it subtitles. You know, if an American doesn't want to watch it because it's subtitles, then that's fine. It's there for them to watch if they want to. Same thing for me. You know, if there's a show in Latin America or something like that, you know, I always find it funny as well. I go, well, our platform is entirely made up of probably like 95% American stuff, but we don't get the thing from another country. It's like, it's, it's a bit funny. But Star is without doubt a massive, massive upgrade for Disney+. Plus. I mean, already this year, you know, you know, I've been expanding what coverage we're doing because literally so everything under the Disney 
umbrella now is essentially now become going to be coming to star and it's completely changed the view of like what you know what's coming you know what we talk about you know like we said you know on the podcast you know in a few weeks i mean i've got you know we've got to have some shows that are going to be talking about that we never would have ever talked about before but ultimately a third well not even a third probably nearly half of our audience have access to star you know and it's like there is that thing of it's good we are having a massive change shift in what disney plus is and it's that the whole thing of it being kid friendly i don't know if that's a big issue as well with the us of whether or not and i do think that's a big issue of disney's got a very different um idea you know we've seen it with you know it's, you know i've seen it with some of the emails and stuff that come in and i'm going to be honest that they don't usually come in from anybody outside of the us of you know why is this on there why is there a, you know I don't think people are as quite as tight with a Disney brand and so connected to it the same way internationally as they are. And the star brand is, they're just going to get that completely out of the way. They hope, oh yeah, yeah, we've got Logan on there and we've got Deadpool. And it's like, yeah, well, it's a, it's a streaming service. It's, uh, you know, Disney is an entertainment brand. It's not um, a babysitting club. And I think there is a just a huge, just huge amount of change. Yeah, well, we Americans, we do like uh, our brands to be uh, easily packaged. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and so you go, Disney. Uh, Disney, that's wholesome, kid-friendly. Nobody's going to be cursing. You're not going to see people dying in terrible ways in like Logan or, or Deadpool. Um, it's not... It's I mean, not, Thanos um, only just did that and killed half the universe. And it, well... well <laughs> But they didn't die in older, horribly older bloody rise. ways. They just they just older. <laughs> they just uh, fluttered into dust, and there was, and that was the end of it. And that's one of the most horrific things that we've had in a Disney movie. Yes, when I'm you older, actually I just got blown up. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. That, well, it wasn't a Disney movie at the time, uh, but they blew up the the Hosnian Prime system. Yeah. But again, you you don't you don't grasp it. You see the planet blow up, but you don't yeah. see like the individual people uh, dying from it. And there's an expectation. Disney's name is attached to it. Therefore, I don't need to worry about my kids seeing something that I don't necessarily want them to see yet. Um, and it, it's not exclusively Disney. Almost every brand in the country has some form of like preconception with it. And sometimes it's like, oh, uh, it's an FX show. Well, there'll be lots of cursing. There'll be lots of blood. There'll be lots of all that. Uh, HBO, there's going to be nudity in it probably. And, you know, things I definitely don't want kids to see. Uh, and, I don't think that's really quite the case internationally. Now, I will say, like local brands, it, you know, you go to mm. to England and and your local brands, you guys definitely have perceptions on those as well. But you know, us being America, you know, we tend to to amplify it a bit. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the, 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 it was funny because the first word that came out your your mouth was a word that we don't use here: wholesome. It's, it's i mean wholesome is i think it's almost like a, it's a bread you know <laughs> it's um basically wholesome is not a, is not really a term used so much it's yeah, very I've, much a, i've read yeah. some of the uh, children's stories that come out of you guys there is not not very much wholesome about yes yeah. i mean we have you know I've, i mean if you take the uk for example we have the bbc you know anti-beep you know you know the, the the thing that you know we all love we all love it but the BBC has always been set up as general, you know, you, yeah, up till a certain time of the day, uh, a certain time of the day, it flips, 
but it's all available on iPlayer with, you know, with your, your pad. And they do. And, you know, you have CBBs and you have your C, your C Juniors shows and you have your BBC News and, you know, and then at nine o'clock at night, everything flips over and it becomes, you know, we have the FX shows on BBC Two, you know. So even we've always had that, you know, ITV, Channel 4, they always had that kind of thing of during the day it was one thing and then at a certain time at night when the watershed would end, things would, would ramp up. And I think we always had that. And none of the brands ever kind of sort of took that situation. I mean, I always think back, it's like even with Disney, um, I remember when we went to the parks when we were kids and you had MGM Studios, which is now Disney's Hollywood Studios. And, you in, and they had attractions with, like, I think they had, like, alien costumes and predator. Mm-hmm. You know, they had this kind of stuff in there. And, you know, you would go there and it wouldn't, they were much more focused on it being about, you know, the great movie ride. You know, you had gangsters and, all, you know, they were, they had the bit where they go, oh, that's about movies and about something different. It was just, you know, and then in the Disney park, you had your characters and Epcot didn't have any characters at all. And they were very, they, they were trying that. And obviously Disney were aware of this for decades. Now they were making Touchstone movies 30, 40 years ago under a different brand because they knew the, the, the power of what they were doing. But I think that was the trouble is like they got to this point now where they've got 20th Century Fox, FX, Touchstone. They've got all these brands which the world's changed so much with streaming that you know, we're all, I mean, we saw it this past week, you know, the WWE network has been basically swallowed up by Comcast, by Peacock. You know, we're starting to see this thing of the consolidation because people are going, we can't have too many, we've got too many streaming services. And this, I think this whole thing with Hulu being separate internationally, having one app is so much stronger. It puts Disney in such a much more stronger position to have Disney plus become even bigger even better because of that just amount of content you know they've done things differently i mean we always compared like you know what was happening on disney plus hotstar i mean there's a few other issues going on there with some of the content, but you know they were getting hbo series they you know they were getting all of this content and you know we were looking at hotstar going well that's really what we want we want that kind of mix of everything all in one app and they've given it to us um and it's been really it's just it's been fascinating watching the reactions to it it's it's kind of one of those things of and a lot of people didn't understand it, but this week with a, there's a new trailer. I mean, there was a literally a trailer just, just gone up that I'm going to be looking at it in a minute and the people are getting, and the, the adults are excited. And it's that thing of, well, it's got parental controls. It's like, well, we've got parental controls on every other streaming platform we have. If you don't, you know, you can set your kid's profile to under seven or under 12 or whatever, you know, if you've got a teenager, you don't want them watching anything above a 14, you can set that up. More than likely, I mean, they know your pin code and all the rest of it. But ultimately, it comes down to Disney going, as you as a parent, that's your responsibility. We've given you the tools. You know, you need to check, you know, if don't tell them the password or, you know, don't use the same one you use that you gave them for the, everything. You know, that's on. And essentially, they're taking it away and going, you know, I mean, when we see people going, oh, that, that's not suitable for Disney Plus under the Disney Brand, like, that's gone for us internationally. That's completely gone. There is no more like um, that's you know that shouldn't be on there. Like, yeah, we've got you know we're going to have thousands of movies that are very different to you know the Spark shorts. You know, it's going to be very different. Yep, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, and there will continue to be significant pushback in the states on that. 
Um, like you said, it becomes the parents' responsibility to to make sure that the the content is locked the way they want it to. Nothing under you know Y seven or PG thirteen or whatever. Um, but we're gonna find there are a lot of parents who use Disney Plus specifically because they don't have to uh, take control yeah. of the content. And I think yeah, it's, I mean we ha- I you know I've had emails and stuff of you know I had someone like I had, oh, it was a great one someone you know saying about the right stuff. And like, oh, there was a sex scene in it and they were smoking and stuff. It's not suitable for my children. It's like, and I, I did reply to them. I said, do you have parental controls? Is, you know, it's like, if you didn't want your kid to watch it. And I think that's that kind of thing of, I think parents, have got, maybe a lot of them have just got in this thing of, you know, people will be going, well, why do I, you know, I had to, and the amount of times people will message me about why Moana is not available on Disney plus or why is this movie not on there? I'm going, and I reply back saying, it is there. You've, are you watching it on a kid's account or on a main's account? And other people go, oh, what's the point? I might as well just, I could give them the whole access because there's nothing on there. For... And this new version of Star, when you when they launch it on the 23rd, you're going to get a pop-up on the first day when it launches asking you if you want to unlock the mature content and you have to put your, your code in or whatever. And then you have to set it up. So it's prompting you. It's not just going to turn up and it's all going to be there. You are going to have to act. And you can turn it off if you didn't want it. Um, but ultimately that's why they put the profile sections and all the things in. And it is, I just feel like there are so many people that have just got to this idea that the whole of Disney plus is appropriate. And it's like, no, they're still, you know, they've got TV shows that are on from national geographic, which are 14 plus, you know, that's, that's on, you know, ultimately we get to a certain situation of like that. That's on you as a parent to control. I mean, I know I've had some um, conversations with friends of mine, you know, and like going, it's like, you know, they were saying about like, you know, get them a video game. I wouldn't buy them that. <laughs> you know, it's like, they're 10, I wouldn't buy them Grand Theft Auto. It's like, why, why not? It's, just, well, it's like, well, it's not suitable for them. You know, that kind of thing of, you know, the age brackets are there for a reason. I don't necessarily think Disney do enough with the look, with the size of the, it does seem quite small. Um, but we're going to have a massive, a massive shift over here. I'm sure we will have some complaints coming through. I'm sure Disney will get it, but I think they will outweigh. I mean, I just, you just got to look at the, the churn rate is going to drastically reduce for Disney Plus with this new content. Yeah, I would have to assume so. And there will certainly be people who will complain. It's not a specifically American thing. We do just, we do tend to be louder about it, but. <laughs> uh, it it is it's going back to the brand it's going yeah. back to the perception of the brand and um that word again wholesome disney mm-hmm. has spent a hundred years building up this idea that their their content if it's got the disney name on it it's wholesome it's safe for you to put in front of your kids mm-hmm. and you don't have to be there to make sure that there's stuff in it that you don't want right and so for a lot of parents uh, especially in the states but everywhere coming up with the idea that Oh yeah, it's it's on the Disney brand, but but Deadpool's on here, Logan's on here, Con Air is on here. Uh, this isn't this isn't what I think of as Disney, and it's going to be a very big shift in thinking for a lot of people. I I mean, it's always that kind of funny thing of like, like you say about you do this stuff, and then you you know you go to you go go to Disney World, you go to Epcot, you know people are having you know you know, around the world drinking games, you know, there are, and, and I think essentially as well, Disney are so much more aware of the fact that they have got a massive audience of millennials and people our age, which 
have an entirely different view of Disney than, and they're, you know, that's their, their audience. They're the, we're the ones, you know, just stay on Disney plus 18 plus you need to be over 18 plus to have Disney plus. And there is that situation of, I mean, so it's going to be a massive shift. Um, I mean, I've, I've the last, just the last few weeks of just some of the shows you know, I've been writing about and doing a few videos on just to kind of test to see what's going on. And it's that kind of weird thing of going, okay, you know, like some of these shows are going, this is something, you know, we never thought we could ever talk about. And I'm like, you know, ultimately do we do watch this kind of stuff? But it's like, it's amazing the difference it makes of the uh, content, you know, you know, you got a movie like Nomadland coming up. It's going to be coming to Hulu in, in February. Something that's like, we would never have, you know, we, it was never in our grasp. And now it's like, well, that, oh, that that's going to be coming to Disney plus. And it is just quite crazy. To, I've, when I think back to like two years ago, when I talked about what I wanted to have on Disney, this star expansion is, is literally everything I wanted Disney plus to be is in here. And it is quite, quite impressive. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> that no matter what the reaction ends up being, and it'll be all over the board. Yeah, uh, the amount of content, the amount of quality content coming to uh, Disney Plus internationally is insane. They, they mm. just just browsing through the list of, uh, just yeah. going through the show list. I'm like, oh, I remember that being really good. I wanted to watch that. Oh, that was a classic. Uh, gifted. Too bad that getting, mm. et cetera, et cetera, and just like. Yeah. You can go down that entire list and probably pick up easily a dozen, if not more, titles to be like, all right, add them to the watch list and start start getting into it. Well, there's some shows like um, that I've missed that I've not seen that I do want to watch. I mean, like Scandal was one that uh, my wife said was a really good one that was on Netflix, and I just kind of missed it. Um, you know, like Atlanta was another one, and a few FX shows and stuff. And then you've got other shows on there which we we which we watched before, like revenge revenge is on there that was a, f- a really fantastic series especially the first season or two you know um and there's some great there's some great shows on there i don't necessarily you know for me i wouldn't necessarily go back and watch them but this whole thing of you know when you think of mandalorian and wandavision and then suddenly then there are 100 and, you know 100 plus drama series on there and then we you know we look at like february you know, I'm getting, you know, we're getting Big Sky, which is on ABC in the US, and we're getting Love Victor, you know, Soul Opposites and Hellstrom. You know, that you suddenly you add those, you add four titles onto Disney Plus in February, and suddenly the whole app changes. You know, instead of one episode of One Division, you know, I'm getting five seasons of shows that I want to watch. It's very, very much more it's easier to sell this idea to, to people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. having content that people want to see that adults want mm. to see will ultimately drive more subscriptions. And that that's yeah. what they want at the end of the day, even if they get a whole bunch of emails uh, complaining about it. Well, the trouble is the situation is, is everything is changing. And the, I, you know, the, the old days of it, like being like, that's the Disney channel, that's national geographic. And, you know, so we're going to have streaming services for each platform doesn't work because everyone, and then you look at it and go, why does Disney have this, you know, they've set this brand. Disney have to do everything differently to like Comcast and HBO, you know, HBO is going to have a massive section of Warner Brothers, like, you know, Tom and Jerry movies and, you know, all the cartoons and stuff there. Paramount Plus has got the massive Nickelodeon section. Netflix want to go after Disney and kind of, 
have much more family entertainment. All of these brands are all like going, well, yeah, we offer to everyone. But Disney, they, they're the little babysitters. And, you know, they use it against Disney. They actually, they use it as a weapon against Disney. You go, well, that's just the kids stuff. Remember, there's nothing on there for you. You come over here to Netflix for all the decent stuff. And this star expansion gets rid of a lot of that. Internationally, anyway. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. But, I mean, I, I'm, we are, you know, we will be, you know, whenever, whenever this stuff comes up, I do try to state very openly, you know, about it. You know, this will be on Hulu. This is on Disney Plus internationally. And, you know, it's, it's just something where I'm, you know, I will, I'm saying daily now, and it, it's just part of it. I mean, it's part of a massive expansion. It's, it is strange because it felt like in one way, Disney plus was up to like November was kind of going in one direction of everyone having the same thing. And then suddenly it just went, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and, you know, a massive shift, you know, when we were doing like, all right, these are the movies and shows coming out, you know, pretty much everyone was getting the same thing up few titles here and there and then suddenly there's gonna be this massive shift you know and like ultimately you know we do, we have a big audience of uk and australian and canadian and they you know it's all a big part of it and yeah very interesting very very interesting to see what it goes to how this expands uh, yeah it'll it'll be interesting to track on the american side too and there will be times when on this podcast uh we'll be talking about shows and I say we, but it'll really be you because yeah. I won't have it. No, no, it's, it is. It's like love Victor. You know, it's a show that I'm really, I'm really looking forward to watching that um, next month because, you know, we didn't get it. It's, you know, it hasn't been released here. So this is the other thing. It's, it's not like we've been able to watch it legally. It's not been out and it went to Hulu. It was supposed to be a Disney plus original. I want to see what the fuss is about. I'm going to find it quite tame because we recently watched a series over here called, um, I can't even think it was, It's a Sin, which I think is going to be coming to HBO Max. So for me, I'm going to be probably going to go, oh man, this is really tame compared to what I've just watched. So therefore it'd be like, what's going on here? Um, something like Hellstrom is a show that I wanted to watch because it's a Marvel show. And I know it, I know it, it's not got a massive amount of things, but well, I like the opportunity to watch it. Um, I mean, this past week, just for example, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we had the finale yesterday drop for the season. So the last 10 or the last 13, 12 weeks, I've been watching an episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. every week. Um, so even just that alone, I've, you know, I've been talking about it here of going, you know, I've been having, like yesterday I watched WandaVision and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Suddenly I had two shows to watch, you know, and that's what I'm looking forward to is having multiple, rather than just the one thing a week, having multiple things to watch i'm in some ways i'm kind of hoping we get the weekly drop but on the same thing i can i can expect some of these shows to maybe drop in full i think big sky might be different because that one hasn't finished airing in the u.s yet but yeah it's going to be very fun to see how all this is going to work out um there's still a lot more details to be announced with star but i'm really excited about it i i i, I literally was showing my wife um saying I said, we've got all these shows to watch. I said, you can, you actually can fire up the app. Because she just rarely fires it up because it's like, well, it's just, you know, we like watch, you know, we love watching Disney movies, but you don't want to watch that all the time. You know, you want to watch a new series and yeah, going to be a massive, massive shift. Uh, absolutely. I, I will be interested to see how they drop it because Hulu's drop is normally all at once as opposed to the Disney plus drop, which is, weekly so shows that are coming over from hulu 
I don't know. I don't know which way they're going to go with them. Well, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I personally hoping like with like the FX shows that we you know we get them maybe day and day with the US or the day after or at least on the Friday or something so we can kind of keep up the same pace the US I mean the Hulu tends to drop the whole lot at once because it's again they're going after that adult mar- market which it makes sense with Love Victor and Solar Opposites to drop the whole seasons on the first and Hellstrom all at the same time because they've already been done in the US Big Sky is a little bit different because it's still airing so it is fun to see how that's going to work. It makes, I'm expecting them to drop all at once. But yeah, it's, it's, it is going to be a funny to work out. I mean, I'm still hoping at some point Disney sort out what they're doing with the Disney Channel because I'm going to be the, the release schedule over here has been horrendous for the Disney Channel stuff. Um, you know, we haven't got the Disney Channel, but we're not getting the episodes dropping weekly or in chunks. I'm hoping that maybe Disney's been distracted with Star internationally. And that's why we haven't been, you know, the teams have been busy prepping all of that. And that's why we've not been in it. But hopefully that will get sorted soon. Well, that and yeah. uh, the show we talked about last week, where they're finally going to drop five episodes on Disney Plus, even mm. though the, the series is still going on. Yeah. And yeah, I'm encountering that a bit myself too, because I finished up uh, Big Hero 6 season two this past week. And yeah. I'm like, well, season three is not available yet. Of course, it's, it's not finished airing here in the States yet. So, of course, it's not available yeah. yet. Like, and also, on yeah. that note, that is going to be the final season. Um, I, yeah, we weren't going to talk about it. But, yeah, I, I don't think that's a surprise for anyone. They announced Baymax at the big event. Um, so, it, it was kind of writing was on the wall. We knew that was going to happen. Yeah, it's funny because also, I mean, there's this kind of like this unwritten rule about like three seasons and done or four seasons. And, done. and there used to be this rule of like, they wouldn't do more than 65 episodes. And Netflix are notoriously bad for dropping stuff at the first season. And what a lot of people don't realize is apparently how this works is when there's more than like three seasons, it's built into a lot of the contracts that the creators start getting more money on the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. That's where they make the money on the long ones. And so a lot of the times they get cancelled at that point because it's going to start costing them more to make. Um, but apparently yeah, a lot of the shows from the 80s and 90s, it never went past like three seasons for that reason. There was a, there was for syndication rights and all kinds of stuff. Um, on the t- subject of um, syndication rights, um, Modern Family. This was a surprise announcement today uh, or this week. Was that it was that all eleven seasons would be coming to Hulu and Peacock in the United States, and this one got—I mean, even like Variety was calling it like an unusual announcement. You know, it was—it was like, why are they sharing it? Why would they want to share this one with Hulu? Because also, I mean, I've been saying this for like I feel like a year. Going, Modern Family felt like the most perfect binge show to put onto Disney Plus. It's a show about a family set now with kids you know it's like i know some people go oh, it's not it's not appropriate it's like it's a, it's a it's a family show you know so i'm over here it would be on at like six o'clock in the evening when we're all eating dinner so it was it was a show that and so it's going to hulu and uh peacock the reason seems to be due to syndication rights that 20th century studios or and, and disney put in place back in like 2010 where nbc's uh USA TV network paid like a million dollars per episode. And so it looks like there's, and their contract runs out in 2024. So it looks like there's been a bit of a shuffle where they've kind of come to an agreement where Hulu can have it because Comcast owns 
20, 33% of, of it. So they're still benefiting from it anyway, but Peacock gets it as well. And Peacock had quite a bit of a, a good week with this week with that and the WWE network. And it just seems, it caught a lot of people off guard. I'm personally glad that we know now what's going on with that show for the next two years so we can remove it from the conversation. Over here, we will be getting it as part of the Star expansion. So that, um, but some of the seasons will be on Netflix because they did again contracts. Every, literally, every single title has something completely different. Nothing is the same. Everyone's, but it was a very, very interesting way that this came out. Yeah, uh, I don't think anyone really expected yeah. that to to have it pop up on two streaming services basically simultaneously. That and having those two streaming services essentially being in direct competition to each other. Well, they've been, they have been doing it with some of the Hulu originals. I think like Animaniacs, some of the ones that I think they brought together, they've kind of shared a bit. Um, and also I think from 2022, all the NBC content that's on Hulu, that's exclusive to Hulu at the minute, becomes uh, shared. So there's going to be a lot, uh, there's going to be a big shift next year with content. This is why I think they're trying to get Hulu sorted because they, they, there's going to be a massive shift coming out basically gonna be like the netflix effect where they they lose all, a load of shows or start losing shows but moving on from there let's now talk about black widow there's been a lot of discussions this past week of this movie coming to disney plus premiere access because a load of movies got shifted back um from later this year you know the vaccine rollout is going on but it's going to take months and basically Studios are getting a bit jittery about the, the first half of 2021. Some are reports stating that it was going to be a hybrid release. That then quickly got turned around and, and declined. Go, no, no, they're not planning it. And I'm going to go back and go, mm. the concept of what we've heard over the last eight, the last year since this whole thing situation of what a company, and I'm not just saying this for Disney, we can say this for all of them at the minute, whatever they say can be completely changed a day later there is no you know yeah we're not we're sending it to cinemas and then the like two minutes later official press release comes out going oh it's not <laughs> i i've got to that kind of thing like i really don't trust nothing everything can change everything can move around um whether or not it happens i don't know i think they're still going to wait on the success of raya and the last dragon but if they did that announcement during um the super bowl maybe you know not a bad time to kind of be able to put your you know, there's, they don't know anything else that's coming out, but if you're going to put some money on advertising, you can turn around and go, yeah, it is coming to Disney Plus as well. It's Premier Access. Go. There we go. Sorted. They did that during the Super Bowl. That would be a massive, massive thing, wouldn't it? It would be. Uh, and I could see them doing it, and I could see them not doing it. Yeah. Um, like you said, holding out a bit longer and seeing how Raya, Raya does. Um, <laughs> the thing with them, you know, saying one thing in a press release coming out, that... And that's as that's as old as time, but it's certainly yeah. been uh, much more highlighted uh, this last year. But I'll, I'll, I will always remember, you know, going back a couple of years and uh, the Disney Infinity Twitter. You know, I think they had like a, an announcement coming up, and of course we're going to continue supporting. And like three hours later, uh, we're discontinuing all support for Disney. We're like, yeah, I mean, I look at Soul. I mean, we spent the whole of last year, pretty much from May, from May onwards. So it's moving. So it's moving. So it's moving. So it's not going to move. So it's moving. So it's going. So it's going to come to Disney Plus. No, it isn't. It is. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't. It is. You know, spent the whole time coming. Mulan, it's coming. To, you know, they're going to try this Premier Access thing out. 
They're going to do it for every movie. No, they're not. No, no, no. And it's like, we did, and are they going to move that? Movie? No, they didn't. You know, we've had so much movement, so much change. The problem is with Black Widow, and I still think this thing with Black Widow is you've got a problem where everything else is interconnected. You know, well, it does Black Widow affect Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Do we have, you know, we know it might have an impact on Hawkeye. You know, does, you know, all of the, uh, Black Widow should have been out before. And so therefore, I mean, we'll talk about it with uh, the WandaVision episode, but this whole thing of set up for it is all gone. If they move that back again, and then they're going to, then that does that affect Shang-Chi? And then does that affect Eternals? And does that affect Miss Marvel? Then there's this massive ripple effect from all these delays. Disney had a little bit of scope in 2020 where they did, they could do that because they were able to shift the whole lot back. Um, but can they do it? Can it make, does it make sense? There is going to be no big billion dollar movie. And I don't think there's going to be a billion dollar movie this year. I don't think no matter what movie they do, they're going to get to that point where it's not going to work and they can keep shifting them back because the audience isn't there. But at a certain point, they're going to have to start just, it's, you know, well, 300, 200 million on this is better than nothing. That's just sitting in the bank. Um, yeah, I, I get to a certain point where I think, you know, we can't, they can't keep shifting these back because it affects so many other things. Something like Cruella, if they push Cruella back three years, it wouldn't make a bit of difference. It wouldn't affect anything else. But Black oh, no. Widow, yeah. Unless Cruella is the start of the villain verse crossover yeah. or something like that, which it's not. But no, but you, you see what I mean. It's just like you know, yeah. they can, you know, yeah, it Cruella, stands alone. Yeah. yeah, you know, if they move Jungle, you know, Jungle Cruise got pushed back a year. If they push that back another year, it theoretically doesn't matter too much. I mean, we don't want to end up with you know, like the New Mutants where it got filmed 11 years ago. <laughs> it's just, um, to be fair, New Mutants had problems before the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> um, but I, and on a side note, it actually just got added to Disney Plus in Spain yesterday. Um, so that one, I'm sorry, Spain. Yes, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I would nearly rented it. And I go, you know, I am just going to wait for it on Disney Plus. Um, but it was, I, I still think with Black Widow, we're, that it's too early to call. We're going to have so much more. Is it, is it not? Is it? Um, I'm going to plant my feet straightly on the fact of there is no set. The, the thing is completely in motion. They can, I like I said, I just, I can't see them pushing it back much more. You? They've pushed it back in almost an entire year at this point. Uh, they could conceivably keep pushing it back. They could hold on and say, we'll release it at Thanksgiving. Because uh, I think if you're going to, if you're going to get, a billion dollar movie and i agree with you we're probably not but if we were going to get one it would be around thanksgiving um or christmas because at least here in the states at that point people will have basically not been with their families for almost two years and if if the vaccine and so forth gets us the herd immunity we need and, and so on people are like we're doing family stuff together. We're going to the movies. We're going to see Frozen 3 or, or Black yeah. Widow or, or whatever. And you could potentially get there. But yeah, you've got the knock-on effect uh, of all the other Marvel shows and, and, uh, and movies. And at some point, they just have to go, all right, we're not going to make the money we want with this. We might not even break even with this, but we will start losing money on other movies because yeah. of this as well. And the long-term ramifications are more damaging mm -hmm. than the current uh, monetary problems. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, you've got to imagine that this, this, this upcoming like Christmas season, 
it's going to be mental because, you know, people are going to be able to basically be that whole thing of like, they want to catch up. They want to have the bigger Christmas, the bigger event, because we didn't have it um, last year. Um, I mean, I know over here, it's got, you know, they're talking by September, we should all have our vaccines. So therefore we are in the winter, but we don't know what's happening. We don't know where it's going. You know, we're still in a lockdown over here. Um, so you don't know when even cinemas cinemas might not even be open by the time one of it uh, so by the time Black Widow comes out, which again, this is having a big because it's not just obviously just the US, it's it's internationally as well. These movies are struggling. I mean, you just look at the you look at the weekly numbers, because obviously like New York and LA are down, but you look at the numbers of the box office for the US and they are, you know, they are really bad. You know, you know, when when a three million dollar movie is the number one movie. You know, that wouldn't even scratch the, the list last time. Yeah, and I don't, you don't even have to look at the numbers, to be honest, in this case. I can just look in my email box and you can see the desperation in the local theaters and the, in the emails that I, I get from them. I'm, I'm signed up for two chains because uh, I'm pretty close to them and they're all but begging people to come to theaters. Uh, and like in better situations, I would, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, ours are, ours are completely shut. You know, legally they they they're closed down, and they've been well. Depending on what tier they're in, some some places in our in local restrictions have been in places last March. So they've just you know bar maybe a week or two. So it's it's been it's been been rough for cinemas. And um, I mean, I literally just reading yesterday. You know, this is going to have a massive impact for years because essentially now there's been a load of new contracts. I think have been signed of how quickly movies can come to home video and all the rest of it. There's going to be effects for years to come. Right. So that finishes up all the news. So let's now talk some WandaVision. So um, we will talk about this episode. Uh, before we get into that, though, I just want to do some shout outs. First off to, um, if you do want to support us on uh, Patreon or YouTube channel memberships, you can do so from as little as $2 a month. Um, so first off, a huge thank you to Sarah for being our executive producer level. Um, really does make a massive difference. Also, just a big thank you to um, Andrew, Jacob, uh, um, another Andrew, uh, Chris, Darren, The Juice, Lester, also um, Lauren, and what's on Netflix as well for all of your support on Patreon. Well, over on YouTube, a big thank you to Tom for becoming a new member, Red Raven, um, Amat, we've also got Dawn, Bad Dog Gamer, Martin, Adam, Jeremy, Joshua, and Sarah again. Um, just huge thank you for all of your support. And um, again, you get early access to stuff. We have just recorded yesterday with me and Jeremy. We're going to have some going to have some access to Mary Poppins review, Bolt review, and also the Rocketeer. We did a review, so they'll be going up over the weekend. Uh, just a point of clarification: Is it Mary Poppins or is it Mary Poppins Returns? So Mary Poppins Returns, we did we did that one, and me and James are going to be doing one later about Treasure Planet, and they'll be available for everyone eventually, um, in February. But um, patrons do get and YouTube channel members do get them a little bit earlier. So let's now talk One Division. Let's just be honest: we're going full spoiler mode. So if you haven't seen the episode, because we can't really not talk, it's impossible to not do spoilers for this episode. I think they all seem like this. I think. It's just one of those situations. There's not really anything you can't say about about this one. But what did you think of this episode? I really liked this episode. I think I needed the break from the sitcom format, uh, mm-hmm. and also to peel back the you know the 
what's the word I'm looking for? Curtain a bit to see a bit of what's actually going on. Obviously there's still a ton of mystery and uh, you know, Wanda's still messing around with things. It is kind of clear now that no, there, there isn't actually uh, someone manipulating her or if they are, they're doing a really good job of hiding themselves. Uh, No, this is, this is Wanda having a mental breakdown and, and forming reality around herself. For me, this is exactly what this show needed. Yes. This show was this is this is this time with this episode, and I can see why now um, the critics were only given the first few episodes because this essentially was exactly what we needed. I think it's come up. I don't know if it, we maybe needed this last week. It kind of, in some ways, that's the only other thing of going back. We're in the MCU. We're in real mode. Where. There's that feeling of like, had they done this as flash outs, flashing and outs while they were telling the story, I don't think it would have had the same impact. I think by making a sit through free sitcom episodes, it made everyone go, what the hell is going on? What's going on here? This doesn't make any sense. Whereas if they were flipping in and out of like, if they showcased like the helicopter scene with what with the drone, you know, we've spent like two weeks percolating on what that was. Well, now we know. Um, I think that's what helped was you had so much longer to stretch out those imagination of what's going on. The guy for the beehive. Now, I I thought he might have been AIM. You know, I was like, you know, because he looks like one of the the villains out of the Avengers video game. Um, so that was like my thing of like this whole thing with the hexagon is like, is that you know what's that about and all the, you know, and this episode kind of opened everything up and. Um, I think that's definitely an interesting thing for them to have done. It needed it. I love that opening scene though, with the f- coming back from the blip. It was like because it sort of started, and you're going, and it was you know she's fading in and out, and go, well that's a bit weird. And then I hadn't actually clicked that it was the that it was the you know the because I, I this is the first time I've done this. I actually watched this episode twice yesterday. I watched it again last night. Um, and I mean, it's short enough you can do that with. But this was one of those things. Of, no, I, I went back and watched it again because I really enjoyed it because of how it's... But it wouldn't have worked had we not have had those three episodes to begin with. It's kind of one of those things of... Um, I really loved the, how they did it. They, they, they answered a load of questions. They didn't give anything away. We know no more now than we did the last three weeks. But what we do know is why everything happened in the last three weeks. We don't, you know... Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, like the first two episodes, I still feel like they started a little too slow. The 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 slow drip of things are not quite right here, which kind of culminated with the beekeeper at the end yeah. of the second episode. Uh, it was kind of going a little too slow, but adding this episode onto it uh, kind of showed a little bit why it, it was a slow burn. Like this is reality creeping in on Wanda's vision, as it were, mm. hence the name. Uh, but it's not arbitrary. There's things going on that are causing the blips. It's not just her control is fading away. And we start to see that in Beekeeper, Helicopter, and then of course, even more in, in episode three. And we get to see why uh, Monica was was also really out of it and yeah. not really sure what was going on uh, in those first three episodes and, and so on. Yeah, and there's so much of it that I, I, the whole aspect of sword. Because I'm going to be honest, I've not really got much knowledge of sword. Sword is a, an agency which 
I hadn't really heard of until this series um, really started coming into effect. I think there's also been a lot of rumors of there being a an agents of sword short uh, agents of sword series as well coming to Disney Plus at some point um, with um, uh, Jimmy in it as well and kind of carrying on this story. But I think also like having that interconnection with him and also I think is it Darcy from the previous movies um, really kind of helped connect this all in. Which in, in, in yeah. Sorry, I just have to point out, I loved the fact that when Jimmy uh, showed up and, and Monica meets him, he does the little magic trick right at the yeah. end. He's like, that was a nice callback to, to Ant-Man. It's funny because, I, I, again, having watched the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season seven finale yesterday, you know, and they referenced the Quantum Realm and they referenced um, and something else going on. They're under the other threat, you know, and they used and they can... And it was like, it felt like, essentially for me at that point, it was... Now, everything was becoming a little bit more interconnected, and I like that aspect. I like the for how they connected it with um, Captain Marvel. I think they could have done a little bit longer on establishing that um, who she was because it was very <laughs> quick. This might be one of the knock-on effects that we were talking about before with Black Widow, though. Uh, the establishment of sword—I don't think it would have happened in Black Widow, mm. but it's something that probably would have happened in one of the other movies already. Uh, so yeah. we we might have we might have been supposed to have a better knowledge of sword to begin with um also if you're coming from the comic side of things sword has been around for a couple of years now they're fairly recent in terms of oh. comics but the uh I, th- I think maybe less than 10 years old actually uh but their presentation in the comics are very different from what we have here so even mm-hmm. if you're coming from the comics angle the 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 comics version is more like they're a space station that that's watching for international threats and there's hints of that in this show yeah but they they wouldn't get involved with like weird time anomalies on Earth. That would be Shield or somebody else's yeah. issue. Definitely, yeah. It's, it's kind of odd with how it worked out, but I love the fact that they because the blip. I mean, this is I've been far from home because obviously this now means that it takes place during exactly the same time as Far From Home, or actually it also takes place during the same time as the Avengers, um, with Terra about three weeks maybe about three weeks. So this pretty much happened right after Endgame. You know, this is because it because was it they say three weeks later at some point when she's when she walks into Sword. I think it was. So, yeah, I think she walked. Yeah, Monica walked into Sword, and because he he said that uh, the 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 acting director was yeah. like, "It's been three weeks, and you're the first yeah. one who's come back." I think that was what he said. Yeah. And then obviously a, a couple more days have passed because there was transit to get over to New Jersey. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, well, it really seems like. About- Go the thing as well with the New Jersey, I think that's a, re- a reference to maybe Miss um, Marvel. Uh, I think that's yes, because a... because Miss Marvel Kamala Khan uh, is from New Jersey. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, so kind of, yeah. So so kind of all interconnected, and I kind of I really I think the blip was the thing of you know that thing of like you know a parent and you know that thing of, oh, I've got to speak to my you know find my wife and you know oh she died five you know, she died three years ago no she didn't I've just come you know. And like, oh no, they're all coming back. We've not got capacity for everybody, you know? And it's like, imagine if you, you know, if somebody was sick and they just appeared back in the bed. It's, it is really just, I'm re- looking forward to seeing how they explain the blip a bit more of how the impact that that's had on people. Yeah, um, no, I, I really appreciate that. Because even in the Avengers, they touched on it a bit at the beginning of um, Endgame. You know, they had that support group yeah. and Captain America was there and all that stuff. Uh, but, but ultimately... <laughs> that wasn't the focus. Mm. And then in far from home, it was more of a joke. It was like, how oh, yeah. we're playing a basketball game and half of the, uh, 
um, the marching band suddenly appears in the middle of the, the basketball yeah, game. It's and, hot, and, hot. And, that, and that may just arise in somebody's apartment and they were, you know, that yeah. Was, and, that, and that was it. But the, the way they played it in this was very serious. Like, like you were saying, you just popped in the middle of a hospital, half the patients disappeared five years ago yeah. and now they're reappearing. And what are you going to do about it? And of course the whole angle with Monica being, uh, I was here visiting my mom. Uh, no, you, she, She's gone. She yeah. she died. Not blipped. She died. Yeah. yeah. No, it's very. Um, yeah. I just I just I just really enjoyed the whole aspect. Of it. I like the fact that they had Darcy and there's a adding a little bit of humor. You know, it kind of lightened the load a little bit of. Um, and I really I really was digging Jimmy because obviously he's a little bit more uh, character. But it's like you know it's like do you want one? And you're like, oh yeah, I love a baby. And all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> That was a little bit obvious where they were going with that, but they, but um, they they did a really good job of pulling it on. And I thought that both both of those actors, um, Kat Denning and yeah. oh, what is his name, Park something. Uh, anyway, Jimmy and uh, Darcy, they played off each other really well. I just yeah, but I think they needed that. I think they need that kind of thing of like, what's going on there? I think I know you know like you know it's an old television. It doesn't make any sense and. Even just like, like like when they're pulling the rope back and like it suddenly became like a skipping rope, right? It, yes, and it was just like really weird. Um, and obviously at the end we kind of get we see a little bit of wonder as herself, and now and now we know the timing of it. She's literally just lost vision. Uh, yeah, from her perspective, of course. Yeah, um, keeping in mind that she got blipped, so yeah. uh, so she. So that five-year gap doesn't exist for her because Vision died at the end of Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, and then she gets blipped back in, immediately goes to war with Thanos, yeah. like yeah. immediately. Yeah. And and then we now have this three-week gap and it, it totally makes sense. She, she has to deal with the fact that Vision died. She then got in a world-ending fight uh, mm. where Iron Man died and presumably, yeah. you know, other people got affected by it and her mind is just like, Nope, not dealing with this. Going to New Jersey and and living a sitcom life. It's that uh, I think the thing that really got me was when like Vision walked in and he's just gray with a big yeah. Chunk he, and, well, and he had that giant chunk taken out of yeah. his head. But yeah, I mean, they did release a sneak peek. Um, I didn't watch it. I'm going to be honest. I, not, I, did, I, 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 po- I post. I did post it on the channel. I didn't watch it. I don't want to know. I know there's a lot, a load of leaks have just gone up on the internet and it's going to be very hard for us all to avoid them for three four weeks um i'll be trying my best um i do t- i gotta be honest one division comes on at eight o'clock you know i post i check that it's gone up everywhere i, I post the articles that have already been i've already pre I, i've actually done it this time this for one division i'm gonna do it so i'm pre-prepared so i can pretty much uh, about five ten past eight i jump in i don't check any social medias i don't check anything I get in there and watch that episode as fast as I possibly can on a, on a Friday morning. Um, literally, yeah, there is one of those situations. Just, and I, I was a bit like it would want with with Mandalorian, to be honest, as well. And I think that's pretty much my Friday mornings for the rest of the year. I'm just like, yep, yeah, don't you know? I put as up it goes, and then I watch that show, and I don't. So yeah, because the thing is, because well, we have our obviously our Facebook group. All the posts that come in, we see them all before we approve them. And over what we do with the one division ones, and we started doing it with this, 
is we follow the what Disney do with the spoilers for Monday, so people can talk about it. So, because the trouble is, all the all the all the, the posts start queuing up. So we know, you know, if we can see, you know, fifty to hundred posts of everyone commenting on what they think of it. So we've kind of got to get in and watch it before before we get in there. So it is definitely. I know there's a lot of people going, oh, it needs, there is never a good time. It's not good for, you know, if they put it later on, it's no good for um, Europe. It's no good for Australia. Somebody's always going to struggle. Um, I think LA seems to be loving the fact that they can watch it like midnight. It seems to be the the thing there. They get to have a little treat before it. Um, but yeah, this is, this series is really, it, it, that third, that fourth episode was exactly what we needed. All the talk of like, not liking the series, not liking the sitcom aspect finding it confusing. This whole episode put that at end. And I think it, the sitcom aspect is going to lose that now. I think we're going to start seeing jumping more between the real and... I don't think we're just going to have episode five set in the 80s. I don't know if we're going to have that. It'll be interesting because I think the episodes are also start, start are supposed to start getting a bit longer at yeah. this point. Because um, if they were staying at the current length, I would say, no, we're probably going to get you know an episode or two of sitcom... And then we're going to jump back to sword, and then and then yeah. of course it would merge in the last couple episodes. But if the episodes are getting longer, then I could definitely see them doing kind of a jump back and forth. But I don't think it'll be equal sharing um, either. I think they'll still want to keep that mysterious air of oh, what's this helicopter that she just found? Because like you said earlier on, um, if we knew it was a drone right from the beginning and it, and it had been warped when it came in, yeah. you don't have that same impact of like. Oh, but this is a black and white world, but the helicopter's in color and what's going on here. And, mm. uh, but if you have the scene beforehand where, you know, it goes in, you're just like, Oh, okay. It got, it got transformed. Yeah. I'm wondering now if, if we do have just, we suppose we could have an episode or two of, but things are going to be changing. It's very, I mean, it's that kind of thing of like how much money they've spent on this episode last this week's episode felt like we, they started spending some money because the black and white ones, you know, when they got things hanging around on string, they probably spent a lot of money doing something that probably was very cheap. Years ago. <laughs> That's the idea. I, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, you know, they, they were intentionally going for the old school retro. Yeah. Um, we're going to use fishing line to, to levitate the, the, yeah. the plates and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, you read the reports and the amount of money that, that Marvel and Disney put into this, you're like, they didn't spend it on the first episode. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> But like there was there was an image that went around of like the set and like it all like was painted blue because in order to make it look more appealing black and white they actually painted it differently so it doesn't so you're thinking it's in you're thinking it's it's in but it actually it wasn't even in color you know they they specifically painted it to make it pop up the screen better you know things like that um very interesting to see how all that worked out but I this that was the episode I think this series needed to kind of move it into being empty because I heard there's a lot of there was a lot of fans loving the aspect to it. I still think had episode one incorporated some of the stuff from episode two that was needed and been maybe 15 20 minutes longer, we would have needed two episodes. It was, it's, I still feel like the that, but I get what they were going, I, I understood it, but that it was just the amount of. Fee, feedback of people not enjoying the sitcom aspect uh, but now the amount of people going see it told you it all changed you know the people that would wait you know i'm going yeah okay yeah i, I get what you mean 
Yeah, no, but I, I still feel like the hook ending for episode three was significantly better for ep- yeah. than episode two's was. At the end of episode two, it was like, okay, there's some weird stuff going on here, but I want, I, I want a little bit more, especially since the first episode is almost entirely straight um, with yeah. only a couple of hints that the things are, are not the way they're supposed to be. And episode three was really where it ramped up. And now, of course, episode four... Uh, was the break we needed. It was the the shift in tone that we needed and the explanation of at least a little of what's going on. Uh, so those hit right. I still think the initial launch wasn't exactly what they needed, but as we're getting the layers peeled off, it, it's it's getting better. It's getting better. Um, yeah, no, no, I'm totally invested at this point too. And it ends... Uh, I will be interested to see how episode five goes or yeah, five. Is it going to be almost entirely back in WandaVision with a 90s sitcom or an 80s sitcom? sitcom. Um, I think there's also going to be um, maybe a noughties episode. Right. Uh, And I think that would be the end of it because kind of the, kind of the sitcoms, died off around that point because that's when Lost started coming out and, and we shifted over to that kind of just purely going off what I saw with the literally the thumbnail <laughs> that was as far as I saw it looked a little bit like a modern family kind of style um, sitcom that kind of yeah, so like, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll wait and see we'll see how much of the emphasis is on the sitcom how much of it is on the sword how much they merge because um, obviously now that you know, uh, Sword is getting a better picture of what's going on. Uh, pun actually intended on that one. Uh, that we expect that there will be more and more incursions into the fantasy, uh, probably with the characters that we're recognizing. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, uh, Jimmy ending up as a character in like the '90s episode or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be fun to see. But let us know what you thought of WandaVision um in the comments below. You can also get in touch with us all like the star stuff. Remember, as per usual, you can go uh, check us out over at what's on Disney You can um bookmark favorite whichever way you want to keep up with it. You can is emails, all sort of kind of thing. Social medias and subscribe to the channel. Go check out our Facebook group as well. And on that note, guys, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back soon. Laters. <laughs>